you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 326 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm giving you guys a little bit of the background information, some of the stats on some of the guys that the A's acquired at the trade deadline, because I feel like we need to go in depth and know what we're getting into with these guys. So I'm going to be doing that for you guys here today. And then in the third segment, it is the newly rebranded Wild Wild West segment. Um, maybe at some point I will take some lyrics from that uh, that music video or you know song by the the great Will Smith and uh, use that as part of the uh, the production value of the show. But for right now, it's just Wild Wild West, and uh, that's what it's going to be called. As opposed to West Watch, it is now Wild Wild West Watch because uh, the Wild Cards also involved. It's not just the AL West. We're including the Wild Cards, so Wild Wild West. Get excited, you guys! But before you get too excited, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, and they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Now you can be fully excited because that is just great stuff over there. They do great work over there at rockauto.com and we do great work over here too. So if you like this show, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. I'm planning to go live for Wednesday's game this week. So Wednesday at 1230, they're facing the Padres. I'm planning on being live for that game. So call out from work and we can talk baseball for roughly 35 minutes. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockedonathletics at gmail.com. Um, also, I sent out a tweet uh, a little bit later in the night on Monday night, uh, around 1030 or so. My power had gone out and then my internet was like, hey, I'm not going to work for you. And they were like, yeah, it's probably going to be like 1230 or one o'clock in the morning before this thing gets going. And then it came back a little bit earlier. So here I am. It's still 1 a.m. as I'm recording this, but, uh, you know, I had to finish the movie that I started watching with my wife and now she's asleep. And here I am bringing you a stock because, uh, this is just how I operate. I am a night person, but let's talk about Andrew Chafin. That's where we're starting is Andrew Chafin. In the second segment, we're going Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison. I feel like we've seen the Starling Marte experience a decent amount, but these three guys haven't seen, haven't gotten enough playing time with the A's yet. So I wanted to hear some things that I've seen, but let's start with Andrew Chafin. And uh, if you're on Twitter like me, you've probably seen him tweeting some things and oh boy, does he seem like a fun, fun man because he asked all of Twitter, if anybody had any boat recommendations that he could, like a, for a houseboat, he wants to live on a boat in the bay. He was asking Oakland residents, where can I get a houseboat that I could hopefully also fish on? And then he's been quote tweeting local breweries like Lagunitas. Uh, he said like, hey, if I pull up with my boat to your brewery, how long before somebody says we're going to need a bigger boat for all these beers? And uh, so he seems like he's a good, good guy. And also I saw an interaction 
interaction with him and uh, Brody Brazil. And apparently he's also a, a pilot. He, he, <laughs> he can, he can fly planes too. This man is utterly amazing. And uh, that's before I even go into the things that he does on the baseball field, which is actually why the A's acquired him. So let's go into those things real quick. This season in 2021, he is 0-2 with a 193 ERA across 42 innings pitched. He has 39 strikeouts in those 42 innings and an 0.83 whip. You love a whip under one for relievers. That makes me very, very happy because the A's generally don't have that many guys with whips under one. So I'm very, very excited about that. And then you look at his away numbers and you get even more excited because he is no longer pitching in Chicago. All of these games are technically away games from where the away stats were being accrued. So maybe he gets better. We'll see. Uh, his away stats on the season, he has a 131 ERA on the road. And that's across uh, 20 and two thirds innings pitched. And he's also got a 147 batting average against on the road or, you know, uh, not at uh, Wrigley Field. And he has an 073 whip. So that whip is even lower when he's not pitching in Wrigley. And uh, these are all things that make me very, very excited. And then it can get potentially even better if you know when to use them. And uh, that's not during day games, uh, according to, you know, his averages and stuff like that. Uh, during day games, he's thrown 18 innings and he's got a three ERA. But during night games, he's thrown 24 innings and has a 1-1-3 ERA. So if you can get him at night on the road, I guess, or wherever, uh, you got a 1-1-3 ERA and an 0-73 whip. And I'm very, very excited to see if those numbers hold up because, oh my God, that would be a pitcher to get right there. Uh, is he going to be the closer? No. But uh, can he be a legitimate setup man for the Oakland A's? Yes, he can. And then you got lefties over here. I got lefty-righty splits for you. Lefties, he's got a 142 ERA against with a 156 batting average against, and that is in 19 innings, and he has 13 Ks against lefties. So uh, a little bit less of a strikeout guy when it comes to getting lefties out, but righties, they have almost a full run higher in the ERA column against them with a 235 and a 160 batting average against, so slightly higher, a couple of extra hits in there, and that's across 23 innings, And he's but he's got 26 strikeouts in those 23 innings. So he's getting more than a strikeout and inning when he's facing righties, which is very, very interesting to me. And so I went over to his pitch mix and he basically throws whatever pitch. It, he has three pitches, basically, and he's thrown one changeup. And uh, I'm just discounting that one changeup as being wrong in uh, Baseball Savant's database. I assume that he's only got the actual three pitches and he throws them to both sides of the plate. So that makes him effective as a pitcher because you don't know which which pitch you're going to be getting as a hitter. Um, you know, in some of the series previews, like against the Houston Astros and stuff, I'm like, okay, he has five pitches, but he throws two of these against lefties and three of these against righties or vice versa or whatever. And he throws all three against both sides. So you can't really game plan for him from either side of the plate, which makes him effective. Uh, his sinker is his most used pitch with a 46.3% of the time. His slider is 28.1 and his four seamer is 25.6% of the time. And uh, his batting average against on that slider is 210. So a little bit higher than the general batting average, but he also throws it almost 50% of the time. So uh, there's that. And that one comes in at 92 miles an hour. He's also got that four seamer that he's thrown a quarter of the time. It's got a 216 batting average against, and it's also 
also coming in at 92 miles an hour. So that's just a matter of movement. If he can tunnel those and then you get that little bit of a break, I talk about it all, all the time. You're missing barrels, which is something that he does excellently. And I'll talk about that here in just one second. Uh, but I want to tell you about that slider because that slider is his most devastating pitch right now. Uh, his slider, he's thrown it 28.1% of the time, and he has a 0.043 batting average against on that pitch. That's really real. That's a, that's less than a hit every 20 batters. So, uh, it's a good pitch. I like that pitch. Good slider. Um, and that one comes in at an 83 miles per hour. And just real quick before I get into the barrel percentage and all that stuff, um, his four seamer has a launch angle of 17 degrees against. Uh, so if he gives up a home run, I'm guessing it's on a four seamer where they guessed right and they barreled it up enough to get it out of the ballpark. But uh, everything else, he looks pretty solid you guys and uh if you look over at his baseball savant page his exit velocity is in the 92nd percentile so they're not hitting the ball hard against him which again it's just bad contact he gets bad contact and that is something that the a's have been going after for this entire offseason and into this season now where you, you see teams like the astros getting high strikeout guys you know high whiff rate guys and the a's are getting guys that make it so that the batter cannot barrel up their pitches. And you see with Yusmero Petit and uh, uh, Sergio Romo and all of the uh, Cole Irvin being the best example of that. It's just making sure that you get weak contact at Chris Bassett, the ace of the whole stuff. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys too. So the A's have been going that way because that is the new market inefficiency is guys that miss the barrel of the bat. Uh, you have to overpay or, you know, pay market rate for guys that can throw a hundred miles per hour and get swings and misses that way. But guys that allow contact, teams are a little bit more afraid of that. And the A's have to be okay with that and teach these guys how to pitch and get guys off of their pitches. So uh, that's that's where the A's have been going. And that is why his barrel rate is in the 89th percentile. You love to see it. Uh, Andrew Chafin's been fantastic this season as well. His expected ERA is in the 95th percentile, which is also really, really good. And I know expected stats, blah, 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 but he's also been really good. So that just backs up what he has been doing is why I'm using these is not because you know, like uh, last year, uh, Matt Olson was hitting like 220 or something like, or, you know, even less than that, I think uh, early on in the season. And then he was expected to hit like 290. And I was like, oh, well, He's hitting the ball really well, but he's just not getting the results yet. Uh, he's Andrew Chafin is getting the results, and he's also expected to get those results. And that's what I think is uh, encouraging from this edition here. His expected batting average against is in the 90th percentile, and his chase percentage is in the 85th percentile. So solid ad all around. I like what I see in Andrew Chafin's numbers, and uh, I, I look forward to him being that bridge to Lou Trevino in the ninth because the A's got another lefty. And I talked about it in yesterday's episode. Is AJ Puck going to be a third lefty in this bullpen? Sure would be nice. But uh, that's all that I got on Andrew Chafin right now. Coming up on the show, I'm talking about Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, but it matters where your food comes from. Get your nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination of salmon and whitefish, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught 
individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company, and right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit the wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, but you, you can't remember what the handle is or anything like that, just open your uh, the podcast app and uh, it's in the show notes. I put it there every day, you guys. Just follow us on Twitter. It's fine. There's, there's good things in the show notes. There's a little description. There's links. It's wonderful. I, those show notes, that's where it's at. Also this podcast. So. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison, because uh, obviously one of these guys made his presence felt at the plate on Sunday. He faced a lefty. He hit a two-run homer. It was fantastic. And we've got another lefty on the mound on Tuesday and Blake Snell. So is he going to be getting another start? Let's find out. I, I actually don't know. Uh, he, they just faced the Nationals. The Padres faced the Nationals just a couple of starts ago for Blake Snell, and uh, he was not in the lineup. So we'll see what happens. I Obviously, you want to see Sean Murphy in the lineup more often than not. But hey, Jan Gomes is hot. He's new. Why not? Let, let's see what happens here. I'm excited. But let's talk about Jan Gomes just real quick. This season, he's hitting 274 with a 325 on base and a 791 OPS, which is pretty good for your backup catcher, I gotta say. And in day games, again, day games, very, very solid. Uh, or and not again, I guess the exact opposite of Andrew Chafin. In day games, he's hitting 323 with a 362 on base and a 932 OPS. Get him into all of the day games. Uh, and then also away from home, he's hitting 296 with a 336 on base and an 806 OPS. And uh, is that just being away from Nationals Park? Or is it, which he's going to be in every game from now on, or is it just being away from wherever the home park is? I don't know, and I don't think that I necessarily care, but uh, maybe he's a 300 hitter now. <laughs> We're going to find out. Uh, and in night games, which uh, Tuesday's game against Blake Snell will be a night game, so I guess that's one detractor for not starting him. But uh, he is hitting 253 with a 310 on base and a 734 OPS, which is pretty pretty solid still. I still really, really like that. But the reason the A's got him is because he absolutely crushes left-handed pitching. Uh, this season, he's hitting 365 with a, a batting average of 365. His on-base is also 365. So I wrote it tw twice and then I said it wrong, but there you go. And his OPS is 1032. He has a one dot OPS against lefties. And that is 
Very, very nice. And his one for three performance on Sunday when he hit that two run homer, that actually lowered his stat line from the season. He went one for three and he's hitting 365. His on base probably went up a little bit, but yeah, he went one for three and that lowered his stats. That's how good he has been against lefties this season. So I really, really like what I'm seeing there. His defense behind the plate, his outs above average, not necessarily high, but his whiff percentage is, uh, that is in the 83rd percentile. Well, that's pretty solid, especially backup catcher that does not whiff. I like that a lot. And then his expected batting average, 94th percentile, and he's hitting 274, but uh, his expected batting average is 294. So he's got been a little bit unlucky as well. Um, but and his stats are backing up what the expected numbers are saying, and you like to see that. And then his walk percentage is in the seventh percentile, so that's not great. He's not going to be working walks or working counts, but he is going to be not swinging through pitches. He's going to be making contact, so that should be able to, you know, drive in a runner from third uh, with less than one. He can get that sack fly if you need that sack fly. He can move the runner over from second to third by pushing the ball to the other side. He can do those little things because he doesn't swing and miss, and that's what I love about Yon Gomes, especially backup catcher. Yes, I, I am very, very on board with Yon Gomes right now. And that leads me to Josh Harrison, who I just mentioned the, the uh, Blake Snell stuff. He went two for two in that game against Blake Snell. And so you got to kind of think that he might be in the lineup again on Tuesday. And this season in 2021, he's in 292 with a 364 on base and a 794 OPS. That's all pretty solid. Again, uh, guys that hit close to 300, I know that on base percentage is the thing that rules the world, but if you can give me a high uh, batting average instead of a high walk rate, that moves the runners from first to third more often than a walk does, uh, which is never. So you at least have that option in your back pocket. So give me a 364 on base, but also a 292 batting average. I like that. Uh, and that's, that's why it's because you can maybe get an extra 90 feet as opposed to, uh, you know, getting hit by a pitch or getting a walk and Mark Hanna is fantastic. I'm not dunking on Mark Hanna. He was the second best hitter in the A's lineup before all of these additions, but I'm just saying, uh, th these are nice things to have as well. Uh, and in his 14, uh, this in Josh Harrison's 14 post all-star games. He's hitting 393 with a 443 on base and a 1.139 OPS. You love to see that. And his splits against lefties and righties aren't huge, I guess. Uh, he hits a little bit better against lefties. He's hitting 300 this season against lefties as opposed to 290 against righties. So negligible. It's not a huge difference, but his on-base percentage is almost 50 points higher. It's at 398 as opposed to 352. Again, you will take either of those on-base percentages. He's been fantastic, but his uh, OPS is higher against lefties, and that is, uh, he has an uh, 860 OPS against lefties, and that's because he has three home runs against both lefties and righties, but he's hit those three home runs in 80 at-bats against lefties, and three home runs in 245 at-bats against righties, so that accounts for that change. Uh, he's also a solid defender wherever you want to put him. He's got an, he's in the 85th percentile and outs above average. You love to see that. I, I keep saying that I'll work on new catchphrases, but you love to hear that. <laughs> uh, his whiff percentage is in the 86th percentile, which is also very, very good. He's slightly better than Jan Gomes, but uh, yeah, guys that don't whiff nice to have on this lineup because you, you kind of get used to guys that whiff and 
I'm tired of it. I, I want to see more balls in play um, and because things can happen. Uh, you give me a guy with like a 12 launch angle. Yeah, they're just going to be dinking and dunking. And I think that that's kind of the, the player that Josh Harrison is because he's not a huge home run guy by any means. And he's not huge on making solid contact. So he's a dink and dunk. I like dinky dunky guys uh, because his chase rate is in the 10th percentile, which uh, means that he does chase balls, but his strikeout rate, his K percentage is in the 94th percentile. So he will chase balls, but only before there are two strikes. Then he, he then he just does not strike out. So he's dinking and dunking. Is he making worse contact so he doesn't strike out? Perhaps. But sometimes when you put the ball in play, crazy things happen. And that is nice. Let's see how he does against some of the more elite pitchers in baseball. Uh, we're going to be seeing the Chicago White Sox. They've got a bunch of good guys. Let's see how Josh Harrison does against those guys. Um, obviously, the Houston Astros, but that's at the very end of the season. So uh, who knows with them? You got four games against the Yankees coming up at the end of the month. We'll see how he does against them. And I don't even know if their staff is necessarily elite. Uh, they've been struggling a lot. And I'm going to get into that here in the third segment because it's time for the wild, wild West to watch so that's coming up for you guys so stay locked in with locked on a's and i'll be right back bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action baseball season is in full swing the trade deadline just happened now we are set with our rosters and if there's a move that was made that you think is going to be a huge impact move head on over to bet online and make your bets count you can get all the latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs including baseball basketball the nhl the nfl and all of your ufc or mma action before the next pitch head on over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit out of the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams start inching towards their playoff runs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 or 50 or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? That doesn't make sense. I like saving money, and that's why I go to rockauto.com. They're also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years, and the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low for every Every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe and also leave us a five-star review if you can, because I always love seeing the nice things that people have to say about the show. And also, you can make sure to, while you're you know on your podcast app of choice, leaving a review for this podcast, you can also check out the Locked On Bets podcast, because betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, 
totals, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the Wild Wild West watch. <laughs> I do not sing for a reason, and you just heard why. <laughs> so uh, the A's and Astros did not play on Monday, so nothing has changed in the West. The A's are still four and a half back of Houston in the AL West, but Houston, as I mentioned in yesterday's show, is playing the Los Angeles Dodgers for two games in Los Angeles, and I am very excited to watch them lose a couple because uh, the, the, the Dodgers got Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer going. Max Scherzer making his debut as a Dodger going against the Houston Astros, and that is going to be a fiery game. I am very much looking forward to flipping. No, I don't have to flip back and forth for that game. It's a night game, and the A's play during the day. I can watch that game in its entirety and just no regrets. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be doing on Wednesday. Um, but let's talk a, a little bit about uh, some non-Astros related news. And that is the Cleveland Guardians beat the Toronto Blue Jays, helping out the A's just a little bit. This one went 10 innings and the uh, and Cleveland ended up winning 5-2, to uh, mostly because Brad Hand, Cleveland reliever and uh, current new addition to the Toronto Blue Jays uh, bullpen, he went one inning in the 10th, and he gave up two hits, three runs, two of those were earned, and uh, he gave up a two-run home run to Jose Ramirez, which is the one guy that you can't allow to have a bat in his hands. I guess Ahmed Rosario also had a good game. He went like three for four or four for five, so he was fine too, but don't pitch to Jose Ramirez. That's the one guy in the Cleveland lineup you do not pitch to, so he sucks. Um, and so uh, the Blue Jays also added a, a new acquisition that Ace fans were familiar with a new addition to their bullpen. Joaquin Soria, he pitched an inning in this game, struck out a batter. Uh, it was scoreless, so good job for him. That That's nice. And uh, the two runs for the Blue Jays were a uh, Vladimir Guerrero two-run home run and end of the end of the game, I guess. <laughs> that, that wasn't a fun game for the Blue Jays. It was 2-2, uh, heading into extras, and then they lost it on the 10th, and then they stopped. Uh, the Seattle Mariners, on the other hand, they won 8-2 over the Tampa Bay Rays, and I said on yesterday's podcast that this is gut check time for the Seattle Mariners because they got three against Tampa and then four against the Yankees. It's a big, big week for Seattle, and they start off with a big, big win. You, I, you don't love to see that because they're chasing the A's, but uh, as a as somebody who rooted for Ken Griffey Jr. growing up, and they haven't made the playoffs in two decades, you guys. I feel bad for them. Uh, so, except for the roster manipulation stuff, except for that uh, service time manipulation, not roster manipulation. So, yeah, no, they're down with Seattle this year. Um, anyways, Chris Flexen, he went six and two thirds innings pitch, gave up seven hits, two earned runs. He walked two, struck out six. He's been fantastic. And with the win, uh, Seattle gained a game on the A's. They are now three games back. Toronto was four games back. So they are you know, they're, they're a little bit, they're, they're closer. They're a little bit closer. And Ty France, he had a big game in this one. He went three for five with a home run, three RBI and two runs scored. He's been fantastic. And Abraham Toro didn't do anything necessarily in this game, but since the trade from Houston to Seattle, he has been the player that Seattle definitely wanted. And he is nine for 22 with five extra base hits out of those nine hits. Five of those extra base hits, two of those were home runs, three of them have been doubles, 
and he's gone from hitting 211 to hitting 246 in the span of like a week. So Abraham Toro, watch the hell out for him because apparently he's a different guy now. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll get into the injury news right now. The Astros traded Abraham Toro to Seattle because they're like, hey, we got Alex Bregman coming back in just a minute. And I said in yesterday's podcast that Alex Bregman was pulled from his start uh, with the Sugarland Skeeters because of hamstring soreness. He was placed in the lineup for t- for uh, Monday's game and he was scratched from the lineup. So uh, we don't know when he's going to be coming back or how good he's how good he's feeling. I guess uh, he has been over 13 so far with the Sugarland Skeeters and he hasn't played in like two weeks. So I don't know why you get an over 13 in AAA. Maybe he's getting all of the best pitches or maybe I don't like him. So I don't want to say nice things. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there, but the Astros don't necessarily have like a legit center fielder or third baseman right now because they traded them away at the trade deadline. I don't know what James Click was doing. And uh, let's see if that opens up a door for the A's real quick because it, it's going to be, it, it might be close. If the A's are going to win, it's going to be a close divisional race. Let's see if this has an impact. If the A's can get within a couple of games by the end of the season, Watch out, because uh, we've seen it before. 2012, the A's did not lead at all that season. They have they were leading the ALS for, you know, a month and a half this season. But maybe they catch the Astros that final week of the season. I haven't, uh, you know, extinguished that hope yet, because I would thoroughly appreciate uh, being the ALDS as opposed to the wildcard game. But uh, let's move over to the Yankees game. And I'm not going to talk about it for long, because I think the highlight of this game was a cat on the field for four minutes. Uh, and then just Yankees fans losing their minds because Jorge Lopez, the starter for the Baltimore Orioles, no hit them for five innings. And then they got a hit. Uh, Joey Gallo let off the sixth with a double and they didn't do anything with that. Uh, so yeah, they got three hits in this game. The, the New York Yankees with all of those bats got three hits off of Jorge Lopez and company of the Baltimore Orioles pitching staff. So if you were feeling worried about the New York Yankees, just uh, throw Baltimore pitching at them and watch them implode because they were not very good. Um, Andrew Heaney, the, the guy that I was like, Hey, this is why I'm not worried about James Caprillian being hurt because they could have gotten like Andrew Heaney or something like that. Uh, Andrew Heaney, who was traded to the New York Yankees. Uh, this, that was a quote from yesterday's podcast. Just so you guys are all in the loop there. Um, Andrew Heaney was acquired by the New York Yankees. Uh, they got some cash and sent, a, sent over a couple of prospects. Not a not a huge trade. It was at the very uh, at the deadline. Really, he made his debut. Went four innings pitched. Gave up six hits, four earned runs, four home runs. Uh, that's not what you want to see if you're a Yankee fan. But none of us are. So yay! <laughs> But those four home runs uh, came off the bats of Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, and uh, Jose Urias, I'm going to say. I think it's Jose Urias. I'm not positive. Um, yeah, so Baltimore wins 7-1 to one over the Yankees, pushing the Yankees to three games back of the A's. So now the A's have at least a three-game cushion over the Yankees and Seattle, and then a four-game cushion over the Blue Jays. Nothing was uh, made with uh, Boston was also off on Monday, so n- no movement there for the first wild card the Astros were off so no movement in the west but uh one little last bit of note here Garrett Cole has COVID-19 and he was expected to start on Tuesday so that is going to be pushed back and obviously we're wishing Garrett Cole a speedy recovery COVID's no joke uh but does that impact the the Yankees 
chase of the Oakland A's. Do they have enough without Garrett Cole making as many starts as he can down the stretch to catch the A's? I mean, their offense is good, but they just got shut down by the Baltimore Orioles too. So we'll see what happens. The A's, that that series against the Yankees, if they can take three out of four, that would be a very, very good sign for the A's in the wildcard race. Because uh, I don't think that the Seattle Mariners are necessarily going to do it this season. Toronto's another scary team, but let's see if they can put together some wins. Uh, The A's got to win a bunch of games these next couple of weeks because the second half of this month is going to be a lot more difficult. So you got to win. If you can win two against uh, San Diego, you got Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove. Again, you're not facing you, Darvish. If they can win, they, they got to win at least one. If they can win two, I'm feeling pretty good going to Texas and facing them for three because uh, Texas is now depleted. The A's got reinforcements. Y- you hope to sweep that series, but you have to at least start winning series from here on out. Uh, y- you can't be just giving up games to the Texas Rangers anymore. That's not a thing that we do because uh, the A's want to be a playoff team and you can't do that. And especially with the, the Astros potentially losing two games in Los Angeles, These are games that you want to win right now if you're the A's. So Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove, watch out because the A's bats are coming. Um, And also the A's beat up on Blake Snell last week. But uh, that was a lot of walks and just shoddy defense and all that stuff. And the, the Padres also will not have Fernando Tatis Jr. So let's see what they look like without him and if they are as big of a force against the A's. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. And the A's got to win at least uh, out of five games. They got to win at least three but I would hope for four and I wouldn't be surprised if they won five. So I'm hoping for four. I'll, I'll settle for three, but you want to win as many games as you can from here on out. Cause it, it's go time you guys. And that's why wild, wild West watch is back in your ears every day in the third segment. I love wild, wild West watch. It's fun. I'm going to definitely trip over that at some point, but anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I'll be talking about uh, Tuesday's game against the San Diego Padres and some other tidbits, catching you guys up on uh, what's going on in the wild card race, what's going on in the West watch and all of that fun stuff. Uh, just because I like talking about baseball. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow.